Hello and welcome to the Luscious Living Podcast. I'm your host, Celine Vilgen, holistic nutrition consultant and the founder of Luscious Living, where personal growth meets wellness. Ladies, we've heard that PMS is a feminine curse, and it's time to bust that myth. Did you know that your period is actually a sacred and beautiful time for you? It doesn't feel like that when you have symptoms of cramps, bloating, nausea, headaches, and more. And I'm here to tell you it does not have to be that way. Did you know that you can use nutrition to ease those symptoms? Did you know that you have four different phases of your menstrual cycle? Yes, you can learn to optimize each of these phases and really understand your body and understand why you're more motivated in some times of the month and more excited to work out or more wanting to stay in or you are just more intuitive in certain phases as well. Learn to understand your body, love yourself even more. This is all talked about in my best-selling book, The Painless Period Guide. Grab a copy for you and a friend. The link to purchase is in the description. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode. Today is a little different. It is a take into my personal fitness journey and sharing with you about the ultra marathon training. So I did a thing and I signed up for my first ultra. And let me share with you that the furthest as of recording this, and that is the end of January, well, I guess middle end of January, um, I'm just thinking about middle end. I'm like, I sound like I'm in The Hobbit. But anyway, um, the furthest I've run so far is 15 kilometers. And I wanted to punch someone in the face by the end of it because I was not prepared and it was very cold. And I pushed myself mentally and physically. So today I'm actually set to run a half marathon, my first half marathon, just kind of for fun because my training has not actually officially started until February 1st, 2022. So an ultra is anything over 42.2 kilometers. And no, I have never even signed up for a marathon in my life. The race that I did two years ago was 10K. And I said I would never run again. My amazing boyfriend had challenged me to do 21. And I was pissed off. And I was like, why would I do that? I did sign up for it. And then COVID hit. And then I was so glad because I was very stressed out and running was the last thing I wanted to do. But let's backtrack a little bit. So I said I would never start running again. That is even, let's backtrack even more. So in school, I was the girl who skipped gym class. I would go to the bathroom, sit there for 20 minutes, and we didn't even have cell phones at this time, right? So, or at least in junior high Actually, I don't even know if I had one. No, I think I did. Anyways, there's no social media to just scroll on, maybe snakes, right? I didn't even know what I did, but I would just chill in the bathroom until gym class was done. I hated any sort of physical activity. Um, I was definitely the last person you wanted on your team for soccer or baseball or basketball. 
And I remember, I think it was a 12 minute run that we would have to do every year. And I dreaded it. And I would do anything to get out of it. I would make every excuse in the book. And that was the extent of my running career at that point. And then in university, I would ran, I, I ran, but mostly for weight loss purposes. Um, I was very obsessed with that at that point. Um, I would do cardio in the gym. And because I was too intimidated by the weights, I didn't do anything there. And again, a little fast forward, and some of you know a bit of my journey, but I had um, really struggled with binge eating, emotional eating, and I was not in a good place where I hated being in my body, wanted to rip the skin off of my body. I know that sounds intense, but it's true. And I started to, um, I found a, a trainer at a gym and that changed my life and she changed my life. And to this day, we are good friends and, uh, she's actually one of my clients now. But, um, so that actually was a turning point that made me love weight training. I fell in love with it and I started going consistently then I had this little seed in my mind. I don't know where it came from. It was very random. And I, I had a, this little whisper within saying, do an obstacle course race. You would like that. And it's true. I do like that kind of stuff. And so I actually signed up for Tough Mudder in Whistler. It was a lot of fun. And then I actually continued on to do Rugged Maniac in Spartan. Though I have to tell you that the heights and things like that in Spartan definitely freak me out. Um, and that was actually more so like three years ago or something. So anyway, not a lot of running there as well. And it wasn't until one day, I think I had a friend invite me and then I invited one of my best friends to do a 10K with me in Canmore for the Rocky Mountain Women's Run. And train for that. And honestly, the person that I became as a result of training for that was very inspiring to me because I remember even when I was traveling, I would like for work, for example, we would go to LA. I would put my lunch aside while everyone was on break, go for a run and then eat later on. And I normally wouldn't have done stuff like that. It really made me prioritize and focus no matter what. And that is a muscle that is was lacking in me and I think a lot of it was lacking out there in the world as well so <clears throat> excuse me I started to do that and then didn't really start to run after I finished that 10k which was a successful 10k however I didn't have a plan for it either by the way I just kept running and running and running and running and that was actually that that 10k was that first time I ever ran that was the furthest I had ever run. That was the first time running 10K was at that race. And from then on, <clears throat> stopped running a little bit. But then, as I mentioned, signed up for 21K begrudgingly. And I hated every moment of it. I actually was thinking of all the ways I could tell my friends I was not going to do this. I did not want to do it. I hated running. I felt horrible to counsel on my friends, but I just honestly was not, I'm like, no. And then what happened is COVID actually hit and then the race got canceled. And you cannot imagine how freaking happy I was about that. And I did not have to cancel on anyone. So then I was too stressed out to even run. I'm like, are we even going to be alive next month? Because I sure as hell I'm not spending my time running 
right? I was very, very stressed out. This is um, March and April. And then after that, I started to calm down. <laughs> um, anyway, so then, of course, the gyms closed throughout that, that time as well. And here is where the things change for me. And you may or may not agree with this. Um, this is, again, my choice, and I'm choosing to share this. But due to my own private medical choices, I was unable to go to the gym. And so I could cry about it, which I did. I actually embarrassingly started to cry as I canceled my membership there. And the guy was so nice about it. Um, Or do something about it. So I knew in my heart of hearts that this was going to be something that was a gift. And I always know that. And Napoleon Hill says, every heartache, disappointment, or tragedy, I'm totally paraphrasing, but comes with the seed of equal or greater opportunity. And that's what I turned it into. So I started running again. And, you know, recently I hit that 15 kilometers and it was a cold day. And, oh, and by the way, all of December, it was in the minus 25s to 35s in Calgary, actually even minus 37. Um, and I still ran. And I was very inspired by my boyfriend who would be up at four in the morning at minus 37, minus 40, which yes, might be a little crazy and unsafe, but that's just how we operate in this household. <laughs> go big or go home. And he would run and consistently. And so I got really, really inspired and started running as well. I said, you know what? The last thing I want to do in this minus 27 even is is run. But I did it and layered up. And honestly, it was too cold to run. So I said it was too cold to run or too cold to walk rather. So I ran. Honestly, I did not go. I I go outside every single day, at least for a walk. And it was too cold to go for a walk. So I ran. Okay, and then I watched um, Nick Bear, his Leadville 100 documentary, and it flipped a switch in me to see someone so dedicated and consistent and the kind of person that you become as a result and the mindset that it takes. I wanted that. It flipped a switch and just to be able to see someone else do, again, 100 miles in Colorado that's a big deal. It's a huge deal, actually. And so then Eric and I, ever since we're talking, we said, well, let's, we want to do an ultra. And in our fashion, we decided to skip the marathon and do a 50k instead. Because I also thought, I'm like, well, if I'm going to do a 42.2, might as well run the extra little bit and make it a 50. I might regret that on May 29th. <laughs> But there's only one way to find out. And so what I'm doing for training now is February, starting February 1st. There is a whole plan we are doing together, which is really, really sweet. Um, to be able to have the opportunity to do it together. And I asked him, because I know he was dedicated. And I said, can we do this together? And so we have a 16-week training plan. It is rigorous. It is rigorous, let me tell you that. Um testing out nutrition, thankfully, with my background. But sports nutrition is also still something relatively uh, new for me. I could talk about hormone health and fertility and gut health with you for hours, but sports nutrition is a whole other beast. 
Okay. So doing that, still doing a lot of yoga, that is always a given and lots of walks. Okay. So that's a part of the training plan. And I want to take you on the journey with me. I'm going to be filming YouTube videos and posting on Instagram. So if you are not following me on those channels, please do so. I'm also reading actually just on the last few pages of Hell Courtners, I think that's how you pronounce his last name, Guide to Ultra, Ultra Marathon tra Running or Training. And to be honest, reading that book sometimes scares the crap out of me because of some of the potential um, downfalls during the, the race and, and, you know, kidney failure and, you know, sprained ankles and all that kind of stuff. So not going to lie, that definitely still does freak me out and knowing that that's very possible and I have to be okay with that. And yeah, some doubts are that it's hard on the body, you know, hard on the knees. It takes a lot of time. There's going to be times where we're running twice a day up at four in the morning, or I guess running by four in the morning and then running again at four o'clock in the afternoon, right? It's a, it's a lot of commitment, especially while I'm building a business and, uh, yeah, for sure. So it definitely is reprioritizing. And that's the point of this. This is why I'm doing this. To live a life that makes me always push my own limits. Because I found that the more that I'm running consistent with this and pushing myself, it translates to my own life. Like, even as little as, oh, I'm so tired. I don't want to do the dishes right now before I go to bed and maybe watch the movie. Like that endurance translates or just picking up, you know, I'm, I've had a habit of just putting clothes, you know, not away right, um, right after I, I use them and then the next day I'll clean them up. But, you know, when I go to bed, I'll just put my sweater not in its, not in the closet. You know what I mean? And so that's been a translation there. It's been a translation of I've, I've had more energy, right? Because building a business requires earlier mornings, later nights. And strengthens the mind, especially when the body is like, okay, we're good now. And you have to use your mind to keep going. And I believe that we need that level of resiliency more than ever in life. Because life is so comfortable. You can do your banking. You can do, you can order this gourmet food all way, while you're on the freaking toilet. And when we get so comfortable, we get I have to say it, a little soft in the mind and all these inconveniences to end up being these big deals. And we forget the privilege that we have, the comforts that we have. And I do find that unless we make ourselves uncomfortable, then life is going to do it in another way. And so the world needs people who are stronger. And I know someone listening is like maybe completely disagreeing and that's okay because yes, we've had millennia of trauma and war, and but at the same time, yes, we have emotional openness now, and, and we're working on that, but we also still need hardness. We still need tough skin. We still need resilience, and I, I don't think that enough people have that anymore because life is very comfortable. So it doesn't have to look like running to you. Maybe you're listening to this. Maybe you feel a little uncomfortable. Maybe you are doubting what you're doing. And this is not about that. But I, if you do feel discomfort, I want you to also lean into that as well. 
because I know that every time I feel that discomfort, I see someone else doing something that I've wished that I wanted to do. That's something to look at. And it has nothing to do with the other person, but internal of why am I not doing that? Do I really want to do that? Am I kidding myself when I say, oh, I don't want it that much? Okay. And so this could be pushing the limits with, um, you know, a career, it could be pushing the limit with what you believe is possible with your production. Um, You know, I I know that rest is a big part of this as well, but also make sure that you are pushing yourself enough to actually earn rest. Again, this goes against what I've always thought for so long, especially coming from the very spiritual law of attraction, personal development world. I'm raising my standards of my work ethic of how I push myself and I invite you to do the same I would rather live my life where yes it is harder on the body but I'd rather actually live than tiptoe through life hoping to make it safely to death so what's your next level you know the answer to that and if you really allowed if you allowed yourself to want what you wanted What would that look like? And what would be one tiny little step? As you know, I did not start at this ultra place. I started at nothing, the backwards even. And so if I can commit to something like this, you definitely can too. Hope that helps. And I'm so excited to see you for the next episode. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please give the show a five-star review if you feel like you learned something new today. All of the mentioned links will be in the show notes. And also, are we connected on Instagram? Find me over at underscore luscious living underscore and come say hi. See you next episode.